stop, listen, and ask yourself, have you ever pondered at the idea that there may be something to the other side? If so, and you're hearing my voice for the first time, then you may have just fallen into the void. I'm Kaylee. I'm Gregory from Anaheim, California, and we're falling with G-Man into the void. Happy Halloween! Hey there, hello there, bats and ghouls, and welcome to a very special Halloween episode of Into the Void, the podcast that talks about anything and everything paranormal. I am forever and eternity your ghost host for the most G-Man, coming to you from this wonderful establishment known as Undercity Comics in B-E-A-Utiful, Whittier, California. Before we get started with this spooktacular episode, a big thank you to Shanna Stoker for joining me and my guest co-host as we got some insight to who she is and what she's all about. Hint, it's not just about spells and cauldrons. For a better explanation, tune into the previous episode titled Which Way to the Ghoulish Garb? Well, happy Halloween to all you bats and ghouls out there. That's right. It's officially that time of year again to don our costumes as we take part in that timeless tradition of receiving treats and maybe even a few tricks. And speaking of receiving a treat, I have with me a special guest who will be treating us with what I feel will give Haley Joel Osment a run for his money. By the way, if you haven't seen The Sixth Sense, stop what you're doing right now and go put it on. (laughs) In the meantime, I'm going to do what I love to do. And that is give a big shout out to Chelsea Luna. Follow Chelsea, a fearless explorer who ventures into the paranormal. With more than 91,000 followers on YouTube, Chelsea's work into the paranormal has led her into some very scary locations. Chelsea's paranormal evidence will bring a chill to your bones and make you want more. Bats and ghouls, do me a favor and pop some delicious popcorn, pour yourself a glass of holy water, and tune in to Chelsea Luna on YouTube, or give her a follow on her Instagram at bunnyhopper underscore. That's B-U-N-N-I-H-O-P-P-E-R underscore. All right, it is that time where I get to introduce my co-host joining me for the very last episode of this season, Bats and Ghouls. I don't even need to introduce this man, but you know what? I'm going to do it anyways because I love doing it. So (laughs) joining me is a man who not only works here at Undercity Comics, but handles the soundboard here in the studio. When he's not busy working on his own podcast known as Keeping Up with the Nerds Variety Hour, he is winning the hearts of many with his charm and wittiness behind the counter. Bats and ghouls, please welcome the man of many nicknames, the one, the only, Mr. Renee, Squid Game Champion of 2021. Bravo. I think I would lose by the cookie thing. Oh, yeah. the, really? The yeah, cookie yeah, thing? I, like I, I have that bad luck. It's <laughs> funny. I was watching that, and my first thought when I saw that cookie was, yeah. lick the cookie. And then when he does, I was like, aha, uh-huh. see? Yeah. I could possibly maybe survive two rounds. Yeah. And then that's yeah. it. Even then, if I survive that, the glass thing, no chance. Right? Yeah. yeah. No. Oh, man. No. <laughs> <laughs> well, Renee. Hey, welcome back, man. I'm so happy to have you on this I Halloween know. episode. It's the final episode. The final yeah. episode. Can you believe That's that? Crazy. Oh my gosh. <laughs> a whole, a whole what? Nine episodes this Nine time. Episodes. Yeah. Not the 15 that we usually do, but you know what? Yeah. The pandemic had caused a little bit of a problem, yeah. um, but we managed to get nine episodes out That's this season. That's pretty good. Yeah, I'm impressed. Yeah. Very impressed. Uh, so as you know, it is October. So I got to ask you this question. Yes. Do you have a costume for Halloween this year? I 
do and do not. It's weird. Oh, um, I've been coming up with ideas, but last minute stuff happened as of money wise. But I did buy I did buy a Squid Games mask. Oh, just to have, okay. So that way I can just wear it. Are you the circle, the triangle, or the square? I got the triangle. Really? Yeah, I feel like everyone would get the square. Okay. And then I feel like everyone would get the front man mask as well too. Wow. Yeah. Okay. And, this, and then I know the circle are more like the like. The, they do all the like the like the low tier work. Yeah, like yeah. the cleanup work. Yeah, right? yeah. And I was like, I don't want to be a circle. I'll be, <laughs> above, I'll be a triangle. <laughs> like one one above that. Like, uh, uh, that's a, I, I'm kind of thinking. I'm sitting here thinking, like, which one would I be? I, I you know what? I have to say circle. Yeah, I'm gonna say circle. You're gonna do circle. I don't really like to clean up that much, but you know what? I don't really want to be ahead of like everybody else. And I don't want to be the <laughs> yeah. leader of like you have to go here. I'd rather mm-hmm. just follow than lead. But mm-hmm. at the same time, like a circle sounds, I don't know, whole. <laughs> <laughs> so okay. Oh man. Well, again, it's so great to have you here on this Halloween episode. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of tricks and treats are going on. Uh, speaking of tricks and tricks and treats, mm-hmm. we've got some trick or treaters here yes. in Uptown Whittier going in and out of the store today. So basically, what Uptown Whittier does is that for the younger kids that don't uh, have the chance to go out late at night to go trick or treating, you know, during the weekends and stuff like that, they do this during on the Saturday, usually a week before Halloween. Oh, okay. So kids can dress up during, and then also small businesses can take part of that as well too. They hand out candy. Oh, that is so wonderful. Just the little kids. I love that. that. I love that. That is so great that this town really participates in the Halloween tradition of trick-or-treating. Definitely, yeah. You know, when I was a kid, I don't think they had that. I think it was just, you know, Halloween night, you go out with your folks, you you know, go to uh, house to house, getting candy and all that. But uh, I don't recall any of the stores actually passing out candy. Um, As I got older, I started discovering that they were doing that and Mm -hmm. I kind of wish I could have done that as a Mm -hmm. kid. Yeah. I mean, what are your college they used to have little things here and there, but yeah. uh, Uptown Whittier itself, the community coming together mm-hmm. and saying, you know what, we're a store. We want more people to come in, but yeah. we also want to give kids uh, a chance to trick or treat mm-hmm. in a, a different location, not just yeah. a house, mm-hmm. you know. So, and during the day, that's a lot that's safer. It keeps it safe. Yeah, yeah exactly. Mm-hmm. That's wonderful. Yes. Awesome. Well, uh, speaking of treats. We have a special guest with us today. Yes. Yes. Are you excited? Definitely. Awesome. Well, now, Bats and Ghouls, I am happy to introduce our frightfully fun and special guest for this Halloween special. Now, you may have seen her on YouTube working alongside some big names such as Kelsey Davies, who's been on the show, Mm -hmm. uh, Joey Official, Mm -hmm. and uh, two people that we've been, uh, well, not we, but I have been wanting Mm -hmm. to get on the show, and eventually it will happen, uh, Sam and Colby. No. Yeah. Uh, The explorers that also explore not just paranormal, but also pretty much around the world. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, if that's not impressive enough, she has been on many haunted locations, such as the Queen Mary here in Long Beach, California, uh, the Conjuring House. Now we're talking the Conjuring House, yeah. not the movie set. Yeah. Yeah. Insane. Wow. Um, we also got the Hotel Del Coronado in San Diego, California, Ooh. and the infamous Haunted Clown Tunnel. Yeah. If you haven't had a chance, check yeah. out that video. Uh-huh. There are like just really creepy looking clown like spray painted all over the walls <laughs> and stuff. I mean, but not just that. But yeah. if you uh, put your headphones on and you and you watch that video, yeah. you hear things that just make you go, why would you even go in there in the first place? Why? <laughs> yeah. Like, why? <laughs> Well, uh, but our guest is, isn't just someone who investigates the paranormal. Our guest has a special ability that allows her to, well, you know what? I'm going to let her yes, explain. Please, I'm going to yes. let her explain this one. Bats and ghouls, please give a warm welcome to the lovely Amanda Ray. Hello, everyone. 
but I'm never going to post on TikTok. <laughs> That's another thing, too, yeah. Oh, and then we got really deep into quarantine. <laughs> so I was like, you know what? Um, I was seeing all the haunted stuff come up and all the spooky stuff. And I thought going through it when I was young and experiencing the things I did, we didn't know why I was the way I was and why I saw the things I did. And we would have done anything. I would have done anything to have somebody who was going through similar things who might have had advice for me mm. or just somebody to talk to about what I was experiencing. Right, and yeah. I didn't get that luxury. Mm. So I was kind of thinking, you know, it would be worth it if I could help somebody. And even if I just like post one TikTok, it mm -hmm. reaches a few thousand people, maybe like just maybe one of them will have been going through what I went through yeah. and it would make what I experienced worth it. So I did it. I posted okay. a TikTok talking about my experiences growing up, seeing the dead and the demonic. <laughs> and it ended up getting over 5 million views. Wow. Kind of kickstarted my career into doing what I'm doing now. Amazing. That's yeah, crazy. it's kind of wow. crazy how the world works. And I swear yeah. I was never going to download that stupid app. I and here I am <laughs> sitting on this podcast. It helps though. <laughs> like, oh, it, yeah. No, it really does. Yeah. I Again, I wasn't really sure if I even wanted that because I was like, I'm, I'm you know, of age. <clears throat> and uh, <laughs> I just didn't really think it was, you know, maybe appropriate for me to even download it. And, mm -hmm. uh, you know, like you said, the pandemic hit and we went deeper into the pandemic. And next thing I know, I'm just like, I need to do something. <laughs> um, and I downloaded it and I put some stuff up. And I remember the first time I put, I put something up, I told Renee, I was like, dude, I have over 500 people that play this, this uh, TikTok. Yeah. Why? All I did was shoot myself in the face with a dart gun. Oh. <laughs> yeah. With the, with the, was it the uh, Boba Fett helmet? On. Yeah. I, <laughs> and for some reason, people were like, that's so cool. Keep watching it. Mm -hmm. He told me why though. Do you remember what you told me? Um, well, because the, the hashtags, yeah, right? The yeah. Hashtags, yeah, the hashtags. Yeah, it was the hashtags. It's all about the hashtags. Yeah. You got to do like the most trending ones and then do the ones that you're trying to focus on as well, too. Yeah. So I'm assuming when you do yours, do you do like the trending, what's ever trending that week when you post? Or do you put like paranormal and then or like like paranormal TikTok or something like that? You know right? what? I really slack. I feel like I get so into like the caption of oh, the photo and oh, trying okay. to think of something funny and mm -hmm. witty that then I run out of character spaces uh, for hashtags. Yeah. But um, I always stuck with like, I started a hashtag. Mm -hmm. So um, well, there you go. Yeah. That's how you keep track. Yeah. Of I would stuff. do like yeah. uh, tales of a medium okay. or nice. stuff like that, you know, mm -hmm. and then anyone who searches my hashtag, mm -hmm. every video pops up. Ah, okay. So that's what I stick with or okay. like the trending. That's a good idea. I'm going to start taking you, notes. That's how you beat it. Honestly. That's how you get, <laughs> that's how you work the algorithm. So that's how you win squid games. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Awesome. Well, so as a medium, I, I always wanted to, uh, as a medium, I'm not the medium. She's the medium. <laughs> um, uh, so you being a medium, um, I've read a lot about people uh, self-proclaiming as mediums. Um, and I've always wondered this question. Is it hard to sleep at night knowing that these spirits uh, come to talk to you? Um, I mean, when they're loud, it is. But for the majority of it, they are very respectful. Like you have to think oh, wow. that these people were once living. You know what I mean? So just mm -hmm. like there's kind people out there, there's impatient ones. Okay. Um, and it's the same when they pass away. They mm -hmm. are kind. They are respectful. And if I tell them like, hey, you guys, I'm just trying to eat some dinner. Or I'm just, oh. I'm trying to crash out. Can you come back later? Interesting. The majority of the time, they are totally kind about it. And they're mm -hmm. like, of course. But on the other hand, when you pass away, like... All of those 
ideas that you have in your head of I need to be like respectful. I need to wait my turn. Sometimes they just leave and you're like, you know what? It's Mm -hmm. my time. I get to do whatever I want. I've spent my whole life worrying about what other people thought, what other people needed. Like now it's my turn. And when they're like that, oh my gosh, are they persistent? Wow. So every once in a while you'll get one of those and I'm like, I got to get out of bed and I got to talk to this person. So just to clarify, it is nothing like what you see on television. No, I don't think so. I mean, you you have pretty much control of asking them to leave you alone or to just let me be and I'll get to you when I get to you. Absolutely. I think, um, so you guys are pretty into paranormal and I think a lot of Mm -hmm. your bats and ghouls are. Oh yeah, definitely. But um, The Sixth Sense, how you brought that up in the beginning. That movie is super oddly specific on like what it really is like to see them and mm-hmm. how they act. Interesting. Um, except they know that they're a spirit, mm-hmm. you know, they're not confused about it. So yeah. in that sense, it's a little different. And I'm trying to think of the other show. Oh, Ghost Whisperer. Oh, yeah, that, that's right. I remember watching that for the first time. My dad put it on and watching it. I looked at him and I said, whoever wrote this show sees things like I do. Oh, okay. Like it was the closest one to my experiences. Um, except I, I don't help people cross over. Okay. You know, that's not something that really I've dealt with. Um, Mm. the majority of the time it's getting messages across to their loved ones, not Mm. getting them across to the light. Nice. I love that. Getting messages across to loved ones. Mm -hmm. That's really cool. I, I I do have a question is, so is there a, when you say you're a medium, do is there a way that you have to explain people that they get confused with, you know, as when they think of a medium and stuff? Like, is there any misconceptions that you have to kind of correct? Um, I think a lot of people, when they hear the word like medium, mm. they immediately think of witches. Mm. And I don't deal with like witchcraft or mm. anything like that. Yeah. I'm totally inexperienced. I don't read tarot cards. Mm-hmm. Um, I also don't practice my gift. Mm-hmm. I just kind of am working with what I yeah. was given, just you know? Just go with the flow. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, I didn't ask for this. I haven't practiced it. So mm-hmm. I'm just going to try and work with what I was given and mm-hmm. make the best of it, help mm-hmm. people. But I think that, the, yeah, the biggest misconception is that this is the devil's work. Oh, I see what you mean. Oh, okay. okay. Um, people confuse it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, they think that what I do is evil. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's as far from the truth as you can get. I work in only love and light. And while Mm -hmm. with good things come bad things. So I'm not saying that I only see good. I wish that was the case. Yeah, I do see bad. I just don't deal with them. I send them away. Mm -hmm. So like that came up in the conjuring house. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. There are times when I'm doing readings for people at funerals or celebrations of life. Mm -hmm. And all I do is talk to their loved ones. Mm. And then there are other times where I'm flown to the conjuring house across the country. And that's a place where I know the spirits aren't good. Yeah. So I'm going to be walking into a place of exactly the opposite of what I want to deal and work with. Okay. So I kind of got to find a way to balance it out. You know, mm. while I'm there, I went with Sam and Colby. Um, and I told them, I was like, I want to help you connect with the spirits there, whether they're good or bad. I can talk to them. It doesn't make any difference, but, um, I do want to let you guys know when something bad comes through, I I'm stronger than a lot of the things I come across, but I'm definitely not the strongest person out there, you Mm, know, in terms of keeping these things away from you, how you say like you worry about things following you home, you know? Right. Um, That's my biggest fear because the home I grew up in was, it had such a dark entity attached to it. So that's not something that I ever want to go through again Mm -hmm. and something that I have to be very careful of when I put myself in situations like that. 
So getting the bad things to leave and the good things to stay or making sure that the bad things aren't so dangerous that they could cause physical harm to anyone in our group. Mm, okay. Okay. I'm glad that you brought that up because actually I wanted to talk about this. Um, on July 31st of 2020, you made a TikTok stating that your mother, that uh, you and your mother had come to realize that, I'm sorry, your mother had come to realize that you were speaking to spirits at a young age. Um, in this clip, you also mentioned about a previous home and some negative activity that was happening. So would you care to elaborate a little bit more on, on what was going on in that previous home? Yeah. So like, um, kind of it's where my story started. I moved oh. into this home, uh, down in Southern California near like San Diego County, you know, and it was a very, not a very old home, but it was in a very old area. And we actually knew the previous owner of the house and we were the third we knew the person who built it. He was like an aeronautical engineer. My oh, wife wow. Said, I said that okay. right. Um, so very, very smart. And it was a beautiful home overlooking the city. Um, it was my worst freaking nightmare. From a very young age, we moved in when I was one. I used, like when I was able to hold a pencil before I could speak, I would draw them. Oh, wow. And my mom thought maybe I was autistic because I had these repeating patterns of drawing things. And um, that happened from age whenever I could hold a pencil to about age three and I still wasn't speaking. Oh, wow. So she took me to my grandma who happened to be a psychologist and asked her like, what's going on with my kid, you know? And she was asking me all these questions. I was ignoring her like I did with everyone. And she, uh, my mom gave her um, a piece of paper and a pencil and she goes, watch what she does. So I grabbed the pencil and I start going to town, doing my circles. And uh, my grandma points to him and she goes like, what are you drawing? And I ignore her. And then she notices that in every circle, I do two little dots. Mm. And she points to the dots and she goes, what are these? And I go, eyes. And she goes, Amanda, what are you drawing? And I go, demons. And so that wow. was my mom, like mm -hmm. her first horror movie moment, you right. know, where she's yeah. like, what did my three-year-old just say? Yeah. Um, took me home. And from that moment, I just started speaking in full sentences Wow. And never stopped. My mom jokes. Mm -hmm. Wow. But um, I would describe these things. I'd have panic attacks at night. Mm -hmm. And my mom got to the point when I was around five or six, she was out of her mind. I wasn't sleeping. Um, I wouldn't sleep alone for sure. And she thought either I was making it up for attention. I have an older brother. Um, I was crazy and belonged in a white padded room in a little straight jacket. Wow. Or I really was seeing these things that I was describing, which is the worst case scenario. Right. So one night my mom was at her wits end. Um, I was in her room, of course, and she was on her computer in the corner. So her back was to the corner of the room and I couldn't have walked behind her. Mm -hmm. And I walked up to her footstool and I could see the back of her computer. It said Toshiba. So like I remember that specifically. And I look at her and I go, mom, he says, don't. And she goes, don't what, Amanda? And I go, don't call a priest. And my mom was on her laptop for the first time ever mm -hmm. looking up priests to what come and exercise heck? our home. What? And she hadn't told anyone about it. My father, like, and she never said it out loud. It was a last say, minute yeah. thing, you know? Something she never said out loud. Yeah, no, it was just a, what are my options here? Yeah. And there's no book, like, my child is seeing dead people. Right. What do yeah. I do? Yeah. That's not in the parenting <laughs> yeah. books. Um, so, like, what do you go off of? The exorcism, like horror movies, you yeah. know, anything like that that you can get information from. So she knew the next thing she had to do was call a priest, see if these things really were happening. Mm -hmm. And it was when I said, don't call a priest, that she realized somebody was standing behind her 
reading off her computer screen and telling me what she was doing. Wow. So, of course, she called the priest. Mm. And how crazy is it? I always think this every time I tell this story mm -hmm. that you have to make an appointment with a priest. Right, yeah. To come to your home. So yeah. Of course, she makes the appointment. Things start getting worse. This mm -hmm. thing in our home knows what's happening. Mm -hmm. um, so she sends my oldest brother to the Catholic church. Also, we're not Catholic. <laughs> but what else do you do but <laughs> yeah. get holy water? You yeah. know, like that's, yeah. that's the next option before mm -hmm. we can get the priest in. Yeah. Um, and this part, I remember. I was probably 16 when my mom told me the full extent of this story. Mm -hmm. But when I was very young, again, five or six at this point, it was right after the previous experience. I was following my mom and my brother around. We were outside um, my bedroom. And the way our house was, was you walked in on the first floor and it was the top story. And then you would walk down the stairs to the first story. Like mm -hmm. we were on the side of a hill. And uh, we were downstairs where all of the bedrooms were. And we were right outside my bedroom. And he had a Gatorade bottle, one of the old like blue Gatorade bottles okay. with the label torn off. But you can tell it's a Gatorade bottle <laughs> yeah. by the shape. Oh, yeah. This is just like, I, and I share these because these are what's like burned into my brain. Because mm -hmm. this was like such a traumatizing experience for me. I can imagine. Yeah, absolutely. And, and he was dumping the Gatorade into his hand mm -hmm. and flicking it on all of the corners of the doorways and the rooms and brushing it on top of the walkway, like doorways, stuff like that. And I was standing behind them with my hands covering my ears, like rocking back and forth, begging them to stop, saying he's screaming, he's screaming, like, please make it stop. Like, stop pouring Gatorade on the freaking walls when this thing is freaking out so much about it. It just didn't make sense to me. And that's always been like in my head. And then when I was 16, I was telling my mom this story or my brother this story. And my mom looks at me and goes, Amanda, it was holy water in the Gatorade bottle. Mm. That's what we were putting on the doorways and around the house. Wow. So for something like my mom had experienced, she knew everything that was going on, all of the cards that were in play, you right, know, the fact yeah. that it was holy water. Mm -hmm. I thought it was Gatorade. <laughs> just like, it's like, why is my brother just throwing Gatorade all over? Yeah, just yeah. wasn't Spirit. even questioning. Like, yeah. The spirit's just like, you're ruining the walls. Yeah. <laughs> it's going to smell like grape Gatorade. Oh That's funny. Wow. Um, but That's so crazy, we moved out of that house because of this when I was around 12. Like, mm -hmm. it just got so violent, the hauntings, um, and, like, nothing like the Conjuring house or anything like that. It wasn't as, like, like <laughs> yes. dramatic. As no one's that, being yeah. picked up and thrown against a wall or anything like that. No, or... but cupboards were opening and cups would fly out and hit me and oh, break. Yeah. And, okay. Like, we were having physical attacks from this thing. So um, Are we talking, like, scratches on the arm? Oh, scratches, or... handprints, like something had smacked me. Oh, wow. Um, whole nine yards, you wow. know? Wow. So oh we gosh. ended up moving out when I was 12 years old because of it into a different city, into like a different town. And the next family that moved in, we got out as fast as we could. We had tenants. We didn't even sell the house, so we still owned it. Oh, wow. And uh, about a week into us moving out and them moving in, my mom got an email from our tenants. Mm -hmm. And it said, uh, this is going to sound kind of crazy, <laughs> but we were wondering if you guys ever had any paranormal experiences in the home. Oh, man. Oh, wow. And my oh, mom just answered, why? Like, <laughs> that, yeah, that's a not, good answer. She doesn't want to admit that, to it yeah. just yet. Like. <laughs> Why? And they go, like, don't worry about it. They go, there's definitely something in this house. Um, and he calls us by name. Like, each of the family, he knows our names. Whoa. But don't worry, we like him. And what? that's, yeah. And that was the last we ever heard about it from them. But for me, like, knowing that, and I'm 21 now, mm -hmm. I have been racking my brain for years 
thinking about how something that literally drove my family and I out of this home mm-hmm. and was so bad for me in my life. Like I'm shaking talking about it. Yeah, I can see that. that I can no, see your hand shaking. Yeah, that they move in and they're totally fine with it and it's peaceful and mm. kind to them. Huh. That's something that like I've never understood and mm. probably never will understand because I don't really have any interest in going back to that home. That's yeah, I was just going to. That's very fair. I yeah, was just going to ask you if you had any interest in going back maybe later on to see, you know, if you can get better answers. But I mean, from everything that you told yeah, us and the, what you've I experienced, you experienced, I, yeah, I don't blame you for yeah. not going back. Yeah. That, oof, no, I'm good. So I don't need to do that. My, my question is now when you see stuff like that or do you act do you, is it only when you do you hear them or do you actually also physically see them in your own eyes both both ah, yeah. okay so when it came I, and i don't want to go ahead deep no, yeah. down into it because i know how traumatized <laughs> it was for you did you see that uh entity at all when you were little every do you, day do you remember can you if you want to, do you want to describe what it looked like? I was just going to say, yeah, you yeah, don't have to, to but it's to- I totally understand if you don't want to. Um, I'm very curious to, to know what it looked like. Yes. I'll just say like a lot of the, the majority of the time he looked like a shadow. Oh, okay. okay. Like okay. he looked like the shadow of a man. I remember how tall he was um, mm-hmm. every once in a while. Like I couldn't see his eyes because he was a shadow, you mm-hmm. know, but every once in a while I'd be able to see his eyes. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, that's that's, that's, okay. that's, that's, yeah, totally yeah, that's yeah. all I got. Okay, no problem. Thank that you. is uh, thank you for telling us. Yeah. That is uh, very interesting that you were that you told us that that the entity or the sh- the shadow mm-hmm. uh, was a tall man. Um, and I say that because I recall back to when we talk about. Yeah. Shadow Chronicles on this episode, mm-hmm. and we talk yeah. about uh, people letting us know about what the, what kind of shadows they've seen, and a, a very tall man seems to be coming up a lot lately. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm I'm now my investigative brain is starting to kick in. Yeah. Renee, I think I want to go do an investigation. Oh. What's going on here? <laughs> um, but yeah, that's a that that's not a coincidence. That's no. for sure. Yeah. Um, Seems like wow. there's some sort of connection. There. Yeah, yeah, that's that's wild. That's my, interesting. Thank my you for sharing that is, with us. My brain's yes. trying to wrap around what's going on here. <laughs> um, oh my gosh! Well, thank you so much for sharing that with us, Amanda. That was that was definitely intense. Um, so let's. Uh, why don't we move forward here? Uh, we're going to move forward with something that you had uh, done with your mom on May 25th of this year. Uh, you and your mother took a trip to an old mining town in Arizona. Uh, now, in this TikTok, you had mentioned that uh, it was one of the most active places that you have ever been to, and I say so far because mm-hmm. there's another one we're going to talk about. <laughs> um, but can you share with us your thoughts and feelings when you arrived in the mining town? Oh my, I can share my exact <laughs> thought that went through my head because okay. it was so crazy. Like, um, so spirits have energy, people have energy mm-hmm. and living people feel different to me than dead people do. So that's a lot of the way if they do look like, if spirits do look like the living, how I'm able to different, differentiate between them. Um, but going into very packed places, if you have, I'm sure you've had other sensitives on this story or on the show. <laughs> Um, they pick up energy from people too. Mm. So going into really active places like baseball games or like concerts, it's kind of hard for us because we feel everyone's energy. Interesting. And when I went into, it was Vulture City Mine in Arizona. I had never been before. I had never done any research because I prefer going in blind. Um, okay. Obviously it was an empty place. It's a ghost town. Yeah. And I said, when we pulled up, my mom goes, how are you feeling? Like, are you seeing anything? Like, what's going on? And I was like, it feels like I just pulled up to the Padres Stadium. Wow. Like, there are so 
many people's energies here. Mm -hmm. It's overwhelming. Wow. And that was like the start before I'd even stepped foot out of my car. Dang. Oh my gosh. Okay. But yeah, that was one of the most active places (laughs) for sure. And so many different spirits there. It was, um, we were filming for a pilot for a TV show, actually. Oh, 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 okay. So the idea behind it was um, there were people mentoring us who were like more advanced and more experienced. So I got to go into this place and we were supposed to be on teams. I was put alone. Um, You were allowed to use, yeah, I know. No one one wanted to work with me. It's it's junior high all over again. Right, right? picked last for dodgeball. (laughs) Um, But that's okay, that's okay. I didn't need any of the equipment that they were using because I like am the equipment. I was just going to say, you are the equipment. I don't need any of that. Yeah. So (laughs) it was kind of cool to get to go off and do it by myself without any equipment and do it the way that I wanted to do it. And no distractions even. It's just you and focusing in on what's what's around you. Yeah. Yeah. So um, there was times where this was like the worst. I'm walking up to this tree and I'm like, there is a person swinging from this tree. Like they were hanged. Oh, okay. And the woman who's mentoring me goes, this isn't the hanging tree. And I was like, no, I know. Like, there's no sign about it or, like, information. Yeah. I was like, and it doesn't look like it would be a tree that anyone was hung from. Mm-hmm. It was super weak, like, little twigs, yeah. you know? But um, I was like, somebody was hanged here. Yeah. I'm looking at them. Wow. Um, and later on, obviously, I wasn't supposed to, like, know this until afterwards. But a man was lynched there for oh, stealing. And it was wow. a very famous case, but it wasn't in any of the history books. It wasn't wow. online or anything. So That's even had amazing. I done research, yeah. I wouldn't have found this. Yeah. So the woman who was mentoring me was like, oh my gosh, like this is going to be killer. Super <laughs> stoked, you know, <laughs> trying to trick me. And I'm like, like no, I got to stick to my guns because I'm seeing it with my own yes, eyes. Definitely. I know that somebody was lynched here. Oh my gosh. Um, wow. And then the brothel is supposedly the most active building. Um, they told me before that there was one building that they wouldn't let me go in alone because I was a woman and because I'm young. Okay. So I wasn't sure which one it was going to be. And there's mm-hmm. obviously multiple buildings on there. Right. But I kind of realized which one it was when people started coming in with me. <laughs> yeah. So I walk in and right away I'm telling them what I'm seeing. There's a man in the room to the, my right when I first walk in. And he is not happy that I'm there. And he's not happy that I can see him. He's not happy that I'm willing to address him and acknowledge that I can see him. Like he thinks because I'm a woman Mm -hmm. and because I'm a free woman specifically that I'm below him. Oh, okay. So he was not about me being in his place. Yeah, I see. Um, And he wants me out. He wants me out. And at one point he just swings the door open. Mm -hmm. Oh, wow. And my cameraman starts like shaking a little bit. He like, he doesn't really believe in this stuff. He's seen some things, had a couple experiences, but nothing like this. To that extent. Yeah. Yeah, And this man is like just challenging me. He's just being rude. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I'm like, you need to shut the door. And it starts to mm-hmm. shut, and I go, now. And the door slams shut. Oh, I love that. And my cameraman was, was, like, trying to get out. You know? <laughs> <laughs> he said, I'm not getting paid enough for this. But I love that you just, you showed you're, you're here, and you're not going to be, you know, intimidated yeah. by him. Yeah. That's amazing. I love that. So sometimes, like, <sighs> places like that, like I said, there are spirits out there that are respectful. Yeah. That sometimes I get to see and have conversations mm-hmm. with. Like, I can talk to you guys now. There are some that want what they want and they want it at that exact mm, moment. Right. And then there are people who are just not nice. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah. Wow. That. Wow. Okay. So that camera guy uh, that was with you, <laughs> I'm curious about him. Um, 
You said he didn't believe anything. Uh, he didn't really believe in the, the supernatural, paranormal, anything like that. Yeah. Um, and the fact that he got to witness yeah. something like that, yeah. I can only imagine he went home and said, I need to read my Bible. And like now, <laughs> um, wow. Oh, my gosh. That, I, wow. I think I definitely ruined him a little bit. Right, yeah, probably. <laughs> kind of threw him in the deep end. He did tell a spirit to close the door, and the door closed. That's going to stick with him for a bit. And yeah. you would think it's a camera guy. Like, you, you should know what you're signing up for that's the you thing. know well, I mean, but it's it's i mean he's just a camera guy that's yeah the thing. he's just following whatever studio he works true for. yeah very like, hey, true. yeah you're gonna work on this paranormal show he's like okay fine yeah i'll do it <laughs> not <laughs> right. thinking like he's gonna see anything look, I, anything I, like paranormal. <laughs> look I just press record that's all i do that's okay it. if i get it i get it yeah. so, like, <laughs> he got it <laughs> <laughs> Oh my goodness! Well, uh, let's let's move on to your uh, your YouTube channel here. Uh, I want to talk about the YouTube channel known as the Mackie and Amanda YouTube mm. channel, um, uh, also known as the Spooky Booze, as you mentioned earlier. <laughs> yes. um, so before <laughs> I get into this, uh, I just want to mention here that uh, they have over one hundred twenty three thousand followers. Renee, wow. I know. I think we have like 74. I only have 75 subscribers. <laughs> right. Yeah. Online. Like, oh my gosh. Uh, so 123,000 followers and growing. Uh, and you two have already covered so much as far as the uh, paranormal location to go and still have more to go. Um, so you've covered such places like the abandoned haunted school, uh, which was very interesting to, to watch. Um, the fact that it was like in a public area and you guys still were managing to pick up a lot of uh, interesting noises and feelings. Um, you also had the, Millennium Biltmore Hotel in Los Angeles. Mm -hmm. um, and also just recently you stayed overnight at the, uh, it's the, I'm sorry, you stayed overnight in the most haunted estate in California. The, and correct me if I'm wrong here, the Vickers estate. Oh yeah. Okay. Um, and this, and by the way, this was just part one that I saw. Oh really? Okay? Yeah. I, I was, uh, like I told Renee earlier today, I was like, it's 3 a.m. in the morning and I'm finishing up this episode. Um, cause we just launched an, a new episode last night. And, uh, this morning I told myself, all right, once I get up, I need to kind of watch some more videos, figure out, understand more about Amanda and Mackie here. Um, and I watched this episode. Um, and let me just start off by saying that, uh, screw the other hotel, by the way. That eight thousand dollar whatever, like, Riff. come on, that yeah, that's ridiculous. I'm not saying people. I'm bats and ghouls. I'm not saying don't go to the hotel. I'm just saying if you want to do you know paranormal stuff, um, I'd rather you not. I so am. yeah, um, <laughs> but um, yeah, but uh, but this hotel that you guys found now was this random? Like, did you just randomly pick it, or was this another hotel that you had set and said we're going to go to do this one later on? No, we were sitting out of this hotel that shall not be named. <laughs> <laughs> not giving him any credit. <laughs> right. But we were like, we had just gotten kicked out. We never even made it to our room. And me and Mackie were sitting in the car. That's kind of where the video starts. Oh, yes. And, yeah. Um, she had, we were just like looking up haunted locations. We were in Ventura or near Ventura. We were looking up haunted locations near us. Oh, nice. Which, how crazy is that yeah, a thing that is, you yeah. can do? Yeah. Um, and a couple popped up, but there was one that just looked way better than the other. So we went to the one that looked worse because we were closer. Right. <laughs> um, so we pulled up and immediately we were like, this is going to be a great video. And we went to check in. And while we were checking in, you know, we asked the woman, um, she's like, what room do you want? Like, do you have a reservation? Mm -hmm. And I was like, no, we don't. Um, we hear that this hotel is haunted. We're into that kind of stuff. And she goes, 
oh, and like immediately looks up from her computer. She that goes, look on her face was like, <laughs> a, oh, she knew that you came to the right hotel. Oh, yeah. She okay. goes, I know exactly where to put you. Oh, wow. And we were like, is this a good thing or is this going to be a bad thing? Yeah. Ended up being a great thing. Um, and she put us in the Vickers estate, which was the oldest building on the property. Okay. It was like the original OG building. Wow. So there's three rooms in this whole building, mm-hmm. which seems insane. Definitely not like a normal inn or hotel. Right. Um, and we had the entire building to ourselves. Wow. So not only that, but like what, when we checked in, the girl, yeah. we asked her if she'd had any experiences, mm-hmm. of course. And she goes, you know, I have, but I've only been working here for a couple of months. And it was probably 10 at this point when we checked in. Mm-hmm. She goes, the like people on the night crew, which it's always the people on the night crew. <laughs> yeah, it's always the night crew, it's right? It's always the night crew, yeah. <laughs> they're like, she's like, they're going to know. <laughs> and so we're like, all right, when do you guys switch? She goes, 1130. I said, okay, we'll be back. So we go, we kind of get our stuff settled, start filming. That's when we like went down to the ballroom and I was led to the ballroom. Right, yeah. Which was such a crazy experience. Um, like I just couldn't believe it had happened. It, like catching it, I was like, oh, no one's going to believe this. You got to, honestly, Renee, like if you check out the video, not just Renee, I apologize. I would say, Renee, check this out, <laughs> Renee. But um, Bats and Ghouls, if you watch the video, like there's a point in time where you guys are going down the steps and... Um, like you were just you, you just pulled back the curtain like you had that feeling of just pull the curtain back and right there through the window is the ballroom yeah the ballroom was um because Mackie had read about it she said there's a ballroom here there's an old building that's like the original building okay so those are the facts I knew about this place and mm-hmm. it was built in like 1910 those, oh, wow. those were my three that I was rolling with okay mm-hmm. um and we're walking to our room walking walking it's like so far away because it's not tall it's spread out on oh, the beach. Oh, lengthwise. Yeah, exactly. Okay, okay. So we're walking, walking. We're like, oh my gosh, this is the ballroom. We literally passed it on the way to our hotel room. And uh, we're looking and we're like, it's so crazy in there, whatever. We continue on our way, throw all our stuff down. And then probably 25 minutes after sitting in our room, we hear somebody walking in the like building. It's so hard to describe because it's not our room, but it's the building. Okay. So you open your hotel room door and there's like a seating area, like benches and a table and stuff. And then the stairs that go down. So we can hear somebody walking out there and we're like, what is that? And we open the door and there's nobody up there because we were the only ones in the building, but Hmm. we thought maybe Mackie's mom or, um, I don't know, somebody. So we open the door and nobody's there. And I see somebody walk down the steps. So I'm like, Mac, like I follow him, and the same thing happened at Hotel Del Coronado, which was I don't know if you saw that. Video. Oh yes, another insane thing where I did have a spirit lead me somewhere. Yeah, um, that was interesting. The Kent room. Yeah. So I get led down the stairs, and we're walking, and it's just this small room. There's literally nothing there. So Mackie goes, "All right, like let's head back up the stairs, and like we'll just like start filming, I guess." And she's already on the stairs, and I just happen to open the only curtain in this building the small little section um thinking it's going to be a window to outside like windows are right and i open it (laughs) and it's facing into the ballroom like there's a window into the ballroom how weird is that and my jaw just like drops and mackie goes like what is it and i was like you're literally not going to believe what i'm looking at like where this curtain leads to Mm -hmm. what our room is directly above what the, the ballroom? Heck? Mm-hmm. And so she opens it, and that's when she's like, "No one's even gonna believe this." Oh yeah, and yeah. During the video, you hear Mackie yeah. just say, "Like, dude, people are gonna think this is fake." Yeah, <laughs> like, like she's going on and on about yeah. that. Yeah, yeah. And I would, you know, like sometimes things happen that are so coincidental where I'm like, like there was like a little bulge behind the curtain. That's why I was like, oh, "Do I open this? Do I not?" Right. And I was finally like, like just 
open it. <laughs> so yeah. I, I did, and that's what I saw. Mm. But we ended up getting to go into the ballroom later on. Oh, uh, when we finally nice. hooked up with the night crew, we walked in, and she's like, Mackie, Amanda? And I was like, oh, like, did the last girl tell you we were coming? Mm. She's like, no, I watched you guys on YouTube. <laughs> and I was like, this is my worst nightmare. You know, like, I'm so embarrassed. Right. I'm already turning red. But um, I'm like, oh, no freaking way. Like, we're here to film. And she goes, oh, we have some places for you. Oh, that's cool. And wow. they took us all around. They showed us pretty much everything in the whole hotel. That's and then, amazing. Um, you know, the Estes method, right? Oh, yes, absolutely. So we decided to try the Estes method. And we asked her, we're like, do you want to try it with us? And of course, she was all about it. So we took her the entire video. We had somebody with us, which I think is really cool because we had never done that before, you know? Oh, wow. Anyone can say that you fake stuff when it's just two people or yeah. three people, whatever, your crew. But to get to take two or three people on who are absolute strangers, work for the hotel and have never seen me, and then one has seen us. So she's like a fan of the show. Yeah. Um, was super, super cool because it doesn't give you an opportunity to be like, or it doesn't give anybody an opportunity to say like, oh, they faked this. Right. Like yeah. we had witnesses yeah. the mm -hmm. whole time and crazy, crazy things happened there with um, the blinds, curtains swinging, like oh, the handle to yes. that. Mm -hmm. Okay. I, okay. So during that part, you guys were in, and I, correct me if I'm wrong. It was room 112, correct? Okay, so you guys were in room 112, uh, and you were standing, you and you and Mackie were both standing facing the camera and talking. As you guys were talking, as you ladies were talking, I could see behind you, there's a curtain rod that is swinging. It is just consistently swinging. And I'm thinking to myself, like, oh, they, they must know about this. Like, they must have seen it already. <laughs> they don't point it out till later on in the video mm -hmm. when they notice it. And I'm just like, okay, wait, hold on a second. There, what? I mean, that that was, and then the evidence that you got in that room, I mean, there are points where, like, I jumped, and I'm, I'm yeah. sitting there eating waffles. Like, <laughs> I dropped my waffle on my plate because I'm like, what the heck? Like, the the uh, the REM pod that you that you use, yeah. that kept going off. Um, and I know a lot of people speculate on the REM pod. It's yeah. this uh, uh, circular pod uh, with a, an antenna, and it goes off. Um, and I believe it goes off because of, correct me if I'm wrong here, energy that is being uh, passing through? Um, it's actually motion sensored. Motion sensored, so, like, okay. This was the. Oh, it's a podcast. I always forget. No one can see what I'm doing. <laughs> I have All a right, water Amanda's, bottle. She has her water bottle. She's, she's got her hand on it. Okay, she's. Um, uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm like three inches away from it now. No, but um, it has an antenna coming out of it, and the antenna is super thin, like antennas are. Yeah. And if you get about like two or three inches from it, it sets it off in the direction that your hand is. Mm. So there's four different colors on top of the REM pod, and depending on where your hand is, like that's the color that goes off. Mm -hmm. And not only that, but there's also a temperature gauge on it. Ah. So it detects like major temperature changes, which people oftentimes say they experience when a spirit's in the room. Right. Which is absolutely true. Which gets very cold, right? Gets Well, depending on what you're dealing with. Ah, um, okay. Like okay. spirits are very, very chilly. <laughs> they just get super cold. <laughs> um, but like negative entities, like I remember sitting in the conjuring house in the basement. Obviously, we're in the middle of Connecticut. It's pretty cold it's un like almost underground i want to say it's underground yeah um i am cooking like i'm sitting in a hot sauna wow because something negative was coming through interesting so, like depending on what it is depends on the temperature change yeah. but it does detect um when somebody's close to it or major temperature changes okay yeah this thing uh kept going off 
Um, they weren't even anywhere near it. It was on a table n- near the curtain in the window, and it just kept beeping and going off. And every time I, I'm such a kid with these things, every time it goes off, I'm like, oh, 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 <laughs> like every single time. But I mean, it was talk about your paranormal evidence. I mean, and that's what I'm I'm really liking about. Uh, watching all this paranormal stuff um, is that it has advanced so much from I'd say what 2000 all the way up to now um, with all the technology that people have created to be able to read energies um, you know uh, uh, fluctuations in temperature I mean just just amazing I mean you you, you use a there was one guy I think he was using a um, a thermometer just to measure the temperature in the room and uh, you see it drop and you're just like but it's a thermometer, like, and we're talking like the laser thermometer, though, not like the one that you put under your tongue. Yeah. Um, <laughs> if that thing dropped, I'd be, I'd freak out. Yeah. Apparently, the entity is sick. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, you got you ladies just you have gathered so much evidence uh, at that hotel, um, and. I honestly, I can't wait for part two. Uh, I'm excited. Drops today, 3 p.m. Oh. Every Friday and Saturday. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah, the se- second part dropped today. Oh, wonderful. You're going to lose your mind on this part because like I said, we were walking around with the crew of the hotel and they're like all about it. Like, oh, because they had never seen it. They're filming on their phones, right, you know, yeah. like everything that's happening in yeah. the rooms. Their minds are just blown that they're watching this with their own eyes. Oh my gosh. Um, and in the Vickers Estate, the oldest building, mm-hmm. they're is no one in there so they're taking us to like the different room in Vickers okay. uh, right across from ours and uh it reeks like we go in and no. it just reeks mm-hmm. and we're like oh like what is that smell yeah. and they're like it always smells like this like we have guests come and complain and like we've changed carpet like we've mm-hmm. literally done everything that we could do yeah. to get this smell out and it's just not Mm-hmm. So we uh, bring in the music box. Have you seen that? Yes. Um, that music box, I actually, I just, I saw uh, Sam and Colby uh, do an episode. I wish I could remember where it was at, but um, it was the first time I ever saw the music box being used. And then I saw you and Mackie had one. Um, I kind of want one now because it's <laughs> creepy awesome. It's um, so creepy. It, the music it plays just makes you go, ah, no. <laughs> But at the same time, like, it's really cool how it works. Um, and I love how, uh, how, what it does and how it picks up uh, whatever that motion that goes by it. Um, but the noise, the music box noise just, I mean. Ooh, it makes it so much worse. It ups the creep factor by 10. It really does. Wow. Um, but yeah, go ahead. I'm sorry. No, no, no. Um, it's a podcast. It's for tangents, right? <laughs> um, but we're sitting in this room and we bring out the um, music box, obviously, because we know that something's in this room trying to communicate with us. Right. And I'm not able to hear it as well as I wished I could. Mm -hmm. So we bring out the equipment and that's kind of what we do it for. Like we have a medium on our channel, which we're super lucky for, you know, that we get to experience things and um, show them in a, like from the perspective of someone who sees them, Mm -hmm. you know? So we're super lucky that we get to do that. But because you guys can't see the things that I do, I can say there's a spirit in the corner. Oh, it's a man. But when I take that EMF reader, when I take that K2 reader, whatever meter, Mm -hmm. and I put it in the corner and it all of a sudden spikes right where I said I saw someone, Mm -hmm. that's like why we use the equipment to validate. Mm -hmm. So that's why we have the music box. Or when there are spirits that I'm not able to communicate with or they're not able to communicate with me, that's just another line of communication for them to use. Yeah. So we set up the music box facing one corner of the room and we're all sitting there. And uh, we recorded probably 45 minutes 
a conversation that we had with this entity in the bathroom. Mm. And it was just back and forth, answering our questions, responding to the point where I was like, can you make the music box go around one full time? And it would go around one full time. Oh, wow. Like even I was trying to trip this thing up and like, Mm -hmm. there's always going to be skeptics out there. And thankfully, like not only am I a medium, I'm a mad skeptic. Right. Okay. So I always wanted like, if it's going off consistently and it never goes off, we'll be sitting there for an hour and it won't, nothing will happen. And then the minute something walks in front of it, it'll go off. But if it's consistently going off, like so much activity where somebody could be like, oh, it's broken. Mm -hmm. I will turn it off and recalibrate it just to be like, like disprove it, you know? And I want to prove it to myself. Yeah. We did that multiple times in this room. Oh, wow. And every single time it would just go back to talking Mm -hmm. with us. Didn't ever skip a beat. Wow. So you're going to love that. 45 <laughs> minutes of straight conversation. I am so excited that she said that it's out now. So I'm going to end the show here. <laughs> I'm going to run home and put it on because I'm, I'm very excited. Um, I love I love your I love your guys' channel. I love what you do. It's amazing. Um, so I'd like to um, I know we're, we're running we're running out of time here, but I would really like to talk about this. And this is a Halloween special. So um, let's uh, we're going to up the spook factor by five here. Um, I'd like to talk about your visit to the conjuring house now i know we've mentioned this a few times already on the show but now i'd like to really put some focus on this um so you have the opportunity to visit a home that is known for its very negative spirit and of course i'm talking about the conjuring house (laughs) in harrisville rhode island um so i can only imagine what was going through your mind when you agreed to do this uh with the well-known explorers sam and colby um so walk us through that process what like how were you feeling knowing that you were going to go uh to the home of the parent family uh who have have multiple claims of being haunted by evil spirits. So of course I've seen every Conjuring movie. Okay, good. Like, I'm, I'm a horror movie nerd. So oh, okay. Having like grown up in my own kind of personal horror movie, I'm like, I want to see what other people are going through. Right. Yeah. But, um, just like besides the point, I love the Conjuring movies because I think that it, they are the most realistic in terms of what it's like to experience a haunting, especially because there were children involved. And for me, I was a child going through it. Right. So I've okay. always been drawn to that kind of side. Same with the sixth sense. But um, I actually I had heard of Sam and Colby before they reached out to me. They DM'd me on Instagram, just like okay. you did. Freaking Instagram gets us everywhere. <laughs> um, but I saw that my best friend Mackie was following him. So I screenshot it and was like, oh my gosh, you won't believe he just reached out to me. Sent her a picture and she's like, you got to call him, see what they want. And they had just messaged me that they were working on this project, that they were going to go out to the East Coast, go to uh, the Conjuring House. And they were looking for a medium to bring along to share like what she's, what they experienced. And I was like, well, if you want someone who can speak directly to spirits and see spirits, then like I'm the girl for you. And we hopped on a call. They told me that they were going, invited me. And for some reason, I agreed. (laughs) So about a month later, I was on a plane headed to New York, uh, across the country by myself. It was my first time, not for a vacation, but to go visit the Conjuring home. And when we walked in, um, (laughs) they asked me, they're like, what do you feel? You know, like what's happening here? And I was like, honestly, it's not that bad. Like it kind of reminded me of the house that I grew up in, that same feeling, but I knew that there were other things there that weren't good, even though the spirits that I was seeing when we first walked in wow. weren't that bad. So like, right when you walked in, you could already start seeing different spirits. Yeah, right away. Um, wow. And I asked the owner of the house, Corey. I picked up on a couple of things. I asked him if he'd ever had a medium come to the house before. And he goes, of course. And I was like, what are your thoughts on it? 
he goes, it's kind of a mixed bag. Mm. Like some see stuff, some don't see stuff, whatever. So I asked him, I was like, have you guys had any experiences with the woman in white? And he like stops and he looks at me and he goes, what do you mean? Like, yes. Um, and his daughter, Madison, had had experiences with the woman in white. So wow. from like the first 10 minutes I was there, I saw a spirit that was well known to the family that oh they had gosh. physically seen as well um, and described her to a T and um, then two children. And I told him about the kids that I saw. One was very shy and didn't really want to come out. But the other one kept peeking his head around the corner, you know, kind of like a come chase me, come okay. play with me, which I've experienced with kids before. So not unusual either. Okay. And he goes, people do report children being here. So right when I got in, I was already experiencing, um, seeing spirits like I always do, but especially in that house. And then as the night went on, especially when we went into the basement and the upstairs middle bedroom, mm. um, more demonic things came through. And oh all, when that happens, usually all of the good things dip out like they leave they don't want to be around that so we were alone in the house with these things oh my gosh the fact that you all all was all five no six of you it was it was you sam and colby and then there were two other yes sauce and cat yes and they were there with you um what was really interesting is watching uh the video with uh sam and colby uh with those ladies and um the opening that, that they that they give us uh, talking about their experience there and how they're still feeling it even afterwards uh, made you definitely go, all right, this is going to be interesting. Um, and also what I found interesting was, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, you had to sign a waiver, correct? Yeah. <laughs> that I've never heard of anyone ever going to a haunted location and having to sign a waiver. Why, can I ask, why did they ask you to sign a waiver? Oh, it was like front and back, small print. They like crammed as much as they possibly could onto this piece of paper. Wow. But basically us signing our like rights away to sue in case we oh. were, it literally said like demonic possession, um, injury. And when we're like, oh my gosh, we have to sign a waiver. Corey's like, yeah, just in case like, you get scared and jump out of a window. Like, what the or, heck? Or something possesses you and you jump out the window. Wow. You know, basically just saying that we won't see the house, that it was our own fault. We knew what we were walking into. We knew the spirits that we were about to deal with. And oh of course we, we thought we understood, but I don't think that you know what it's like in the conjuring right, house until right. you are actually across the country standing in the house where these events took place. Right. Yeah. I mean, I feel like it's, it's like that for, for any place that you go to, um, where, you know, you're, you're never going to fully know and understand until you're there. Um, but I mean to, like you said, be in the conjuring house, uh, on the other side of, you know, the U S, um, in an area that you are completely unfamiliar with. Um, I mean that obviously have had, had to have raised the spook factor by, <laughs> by 10 and more. Um, but yeah, the fact that you had to sign a waiver that, that tells you something, you know, yeah. Um, that oh my gosh! We got to sign the wall afterwards, though, so it's like worth it, right? Oh, that's cool. Like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's right. There's a wall there where people can sign. It's like I survived the Conjuring House. <laughs> yeah, barely. I'm, su- I'm surprised there's no T-shirts that said that. Um, oh my gosh. Well, so there's a point in time uh, during the episode where um, now you talked about the basement. Um, now there's a point in time where Sam and Colby go down to the basement. 
Um, they went down there to basically try and get more evidence of any type of paranormal uh, activity or entity, negative entity that was there. Um, and bats and ghouls, if you get a chance to go back and you know, go and watch that, you'll see what they go through. Yeah. Um, but we're not here to talk about Sam and Kobe. We're here to talk about you, Amanda, because there's something that we didn't get to see. And that is while they were downstairs, you were upstairs. So could you let us know, like, what was going on upstairs? Now, we, I know you had mentioned it earlier beforehand, um, but if you can give us more detail about what you were experiencing while they were downstairs experiencing something at the same time. Yeah, so we, we were all down in the basement at the beginning, and then um, something came through that, like I said, like, I couldn't promise to protect myself or especially them from. I didn't want to set them up to fail. I didn't want right. to set myself up to fail and put right. them in danger or any of us in harm's way. So I stopped the seance and I let them know what had come through and what was in the room with us. And I asked them how they wanted to proceed. And the girls wanted to leave and the boys wanted to stay, which is totally like, this is their job to right. capture that evidence and to prove. And I'm just there to let them know what what they're with trying to prove the existence of. Right. So I go upstairs with the girls and they stay down in the basement alone. And while we were up there, like you asked what was happening, nothing. Like we were all sitting on the couch where we had first done the Estes method in that room. Um, all of us had our shoes off because, and we couldn't walk around because the floors, the house is so old, they creak. Oh, so okay. any slight movement you can hear through the whole house. Oh, so okay. we were sitting on the couch, all three of us, this tiny little couch with our feet, up on the couch because you can see under it. We don't want something grabbing our ankles. Right. So yeah. barefoot feet on the couch and we're just on our phones trying to forget that we are in the literal conjuring house and we can hear the boys down in the basement. The majority of the things they're saying, we can hear them moving. Um, and all of a sudden we hear a huge, like, like a tap, like a creak almost. Okay. And we're like, what is that? Like that was absolutely upstairs behind us in the room where Carolyn Perrin had been thrown against the wall. Whoa. Like, that's the wall that she hit when they thought that she was dead. Right. Yeah. Okay. Um, so it's in that same room. That's oh where the gosh. basement door is. And uh, they're like, go check, go check. So of course I'm the one who has to get up. The blonde's always the first one to die in the horror <laughs> movie, but I'm the one who gets up and I, I creep over, you know, super quiet. And I peek around and there's nothing in there with us. The boys are still down in the basement. We can still hear them. So I know that at least they're not dead. Yeah. Um, and we're all fine up there. So I tiptoe back to the couch and I sit down and I pull my feet up. And then all of a sudden, maybe five, ten minutes later, we hear the boys go, 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 go. And we're like, oh, my God, what is happening? You right, know, like we're yeah. up here alone. And we hear them running up the two. Like it's like one side and then it turns. It's a sharp left. Okay. And they are banging on the door. And we're like standing in the living room, like, why aren't they coming out? And I run up to the door and the latch is completely pushed down. Oh, my God. And they're locked in the basement. Yeah. Now, in that video, I remember uh, I recall seeing that when they closed the door, there was no latch that went down. No. And, and I would I, had re I, I think I'd rewinded it over and over to double check. And yeah, you can see it is it is open. Absolutely. And I did, too. And it like the thing that was so crazy to me is while I was trying to pry that lock up so it was back on the door and they could push it open it was so pushed down that the red paint on the door had been scraped off where the lock Whoa. was like whatever pushed this thing down and locked the boys in the basement and us away from them was strong enough to peel the paint off the door with this metal lock oh my god and like in in the video you see i'm like i literally broke a nail 
Like, right. You say that. Yeah. And I was like kind of joking. You know what I mean? Trying to make light of the situation that whatever demonic entity they were in the basement with had told them I'm going upstairs, like to the girls that literally told them that. So they were like, the girls are in danger. Like this thing is headed upstairs with the girls where they're alone. So that's why they ran up the steps. But whatever this demonic entity wanted, it wanted it so bad. It was able to do that. Oh my God. So yeah, I literally broke a nail. Like I tried to, and the adrenaline's pumping, you know what I mean? You're in the conjuring house and you're like locked away from the people that you're with. Two of your friends are in the basement trapped with this demonic entity that I had just left. And I could not get the lock open. It was like one of the scariest moments of my life. Wow. Jeez Louise. That's insane. Yeah. It was definitely heavy, but even, um, they just went back alone. Did you know that? That's insane. Oh, they're crazy. Those guys are nuts. I couldn't believe it. They're on a mission to prove it, and they are not giving up until they absolutely, without a doubt, have black and white proof. I mean, you got to give them the benefit of the doubt. You really do. These guys, Sam and Colby, have have worked really hard to to get, you know, that paranormal evidence and and to prove to everybody that, look, this is real. Oh, yeah. Um, And that's that's something that, like, I think we we try to do here on the show as, as well is, you know, when we have people that come in and talk about their experiences, uh, whether being a medium or, you know, just experiencing the paranormal entities, negative entities. Um, the goal here I feel is to just prove, you know, uh, verbally that, Hey, what you're dealing with is real. Um, and sometimes it's, you know, it's not a joke at the same time, like this show, we also tell people like, you know, be careful with what you do, you know, whether this can follow you home or not, doesn't matter because there are, uh, repercussions when it comes to doing dealing with the paranormal. Absolutely. Um, and oh my gosh, those two are nuts. Um, <laughs> but I mean, you're I mean, you're crazy enough to even go and, and do this, Amanda. That, that's insane. <laughs> I know. What was I? What was I thinking? <laughs> but you know what, though, I'm glad that you did it. Um, I'm really happy to know that you and everybody else were safe. Um, but I got to ask this question, uh, and that is like I, I mentioned before, uh, in the beginning of the Sam and Colby video, all four of them are talking about their experience and what they're still experiencing after the Conjuring House. Did you experience anything uh, negative, or had, did you experience anything afterwards? Let's say, like I don't know, maybe a week after you had visited that house, or a couple of days after. Yeah, I wanted to say no, but yes. Oh, okay. Um, and I. Uh, and my house have never had any experiences really since we moved out of the, um, original home where I had all those bad things happen. And about a week, maybe a week and a half after coming back from the conjuring house, um, the way our house was, was, um, there's two doors on either side and there's a couch. So you kind of, it's a small walkway to get past the couch into my bedroom. Okay. Um, and I had a blanket ladder up on the other side wall. So I could walk through pretty easily, but, um, I walked in the bedroom, realized that my cup was empty for water, walked back out into the kitchen. And then when I was walking back into the bedroom, so I was gone for 30 seconds, max filling my water cup. Um, my blanket ladder was standing up in the middle of the walkway balanced like so much in the middle of the walkway that I wouldn't have been able to just walk through. I had to turn to the side and shimmy through to Whoa. get back into the bedroom. Whoa. So I stopped and I asked Brendan and I, that's my husband. I was like, did you move this blanket ladder? He was in our bedroom. And he's like, what? And I was like, come here. I shimmied past it. I was in the bedroom. I'm like, come here and look at this blanket ladder. And I showed him and he goes, no, I didn't touch it. And I was like, I just walked out of the ba- or bedroom to get water and turned around and came back. 
this blanket ladder was not like this until I walked back. Oh, and boy. he knew how long I was gone. 30 seconds. You know, he was there when I grabbed my cup. He goes, OK, I'm not down with that. And that was all we talked about it. I moved okay. the blanket ladder back. That was it. And nothing really ever happened again. Um, the other day, though, Brendan, uh, I was at Mackie's house and we were filming up in L.A. or something. I called him to see how he was. And he goes, there's a lot of energy in the house tonight. Whoa. Okay. And he's never said that to me. Like Brendan didn't know what I did for like how I see dead people for years oh, wow. of us dating. Cause I had to get him attached first, you know, you, right, don't, yeah. you don't just drop that on someone. <laughs> I had to wait till he really liked me. First date, by the way, I see ghosts. Like yeah, that's not like, a thing. I'm out of here. <laughs> um, but he, he had never said that before. So when he told me that there was like a lot of energy in the house and that he could feel something was there, I was a little freaked out, like a little taken aback. Like, what do you mean something's there? Like, who's with you? And of course he's like, I have no idea. Like, I don't see them. So we just like, let it go. And then I got home and it was probably two days later. And I asked him, I was like, yeah, that was super weird that you had brought that up. He goes, no. You know what was super weird? What happened after that phone call? And I was like, oh. what happened after the phone call? Like, don't leave me hanging like that. He goes, um, our couch, which we had now moved to the other side of the house. Right. Very small room. So not that crazy. <laughs> um, it was pushed up against the wall on the back and then the right side. So it was in a corner. And he goes, I had um, just vacuumed all around it. I had just pushed it out to vacuum, vacuumed behind it, and then pushed it back up against the wall. I'm 100% positive. He goes, and then I was in our bedroom, which is against the living room. And he goes, I heard this crazy noise and I didn't know what it was. And I just kind of like looked around the house. Nothing was like thrown. Nothing was on the ground. Nothing. I don't know. It felt like it sounded like sliding. He goes, but I didn't see anything. So I just like went back. And then later I, he walked out of the room and our couch was completely maybe a foot or two off of the wall hmm. and towards the middle of the room. Whoa. So something had pushed our couch away from the wall and slid it across our living room floor. Whoa. Yeah. Okay. And he just didn't tell me about it until I got home. And <laughs> so like a couple things have happened. Yesterday I was sitting in my living room and like I said, we didn't have any experiences in our house until I left the conjuring house. Yeah. Um, I was sitting there alone with my cats. That's embarrassing. No, that's going to be on a podcast. I'm not a crazy cat lady. No, no, it's fine. It's fine. I am a crazy cat lady, but I'm sitting in the, I'm sitting in the living room and I have my headphones in like my AirPods and nothing's even on. So there's literally no noise in the house. Like I just have headphones in and nothing's playing. And then all of a sudden my Alexa goes now playing Van Halen. Whoa. And full blast just starts playing Van Halen. And I'm like, what the, like, my cats don't talk. I didn't say anything. Like, what in here just made the Alexa turn on? Whoa. So I'm like, whatever. Like, Alexa, turn off. She won't turn off. Alexa, turn off. She won't turn off. So I have to, like, literally get up, move all my stuff, walk into the room, and turn it all the way down, like, just to silent. Wow. And I haven't had any issues since because the volume's all the way down. But that was super weird. That it is just, strange. just happened to happen when I was in the house yeah yeah and again after you had visited the conjuring house yeah that's interesting and this is not one of those 3 a.m alexa challenges or whatever this is mm, like middle legit, of the day yeah wow it just so and like just unexplainable and a lot of times i see things in the house you know like it's totally not unusual i didn't feel anything in the home with me huh so that was a little freaky for me almost like this was under the radar of you yeah wow. which made me a little bit nervous right yeah okay pasa yeah but um yeah, that was literally two days ago. Wow. Oh, my gosh. I 
I, I don't know what to say right now. Um, I know I wanted a great Halloween episode, but this, <laughs> this was way more than I thought it was going to be. And a I'm, treat. <laughs> yeah, definitely a treat. Yeah. Bats and ghouls. I said a treat. This is definitely a Halloween treat. Oh my gosh. Well, I, uh, I'm a little speechless right now because I, I'm trying to comprehend uh, everything. You know, you you you, uh, you have people that go to these these very active places and then they come home and then things start happening at home. And you watch these videos and, you, you know, you watch these TikToks or these Instagrams and you go, all right, you know, that could be faked. But then when you really pay close attention and you learn about where they've been or the history of the house or the location of the house, that's when you start to go, there's a huge possibility here that you do have something. Yeah. Um, I mean, there are, there are, you know, I know there's sections of TikTok that you can go to for spooky stuff. <laughs> um, and I do watch that stuff, but then it makes me go like, how much longer do I need to watch this before something happens at my house? Yeah, like, am I inviting yeah, something Yeah, exactly. You know, that's a subject, actually, that I, I would love to talk about uh, with you or anybody on the show about, you know, is it possible to watch somebody uh, uh, do their paranormal exploration and then somehow invite an entity through technology into your own home? Because um, there have been paranormal claims of that. And I'm like, trying to figure out, is this really a possibility? I mean, have we gotten this far in technology where, to, you know, spirits are like, I'm jumping into that screen to come out into your house. Like, yeah, that is, you know, uh, if you've ever seen Casper, you'll see him jump into the, the power lines, you know, to right. that scene or whatever. But, oh my gosh, Amanda. Wow. That's insane. Um, I would love to continue on more about this. We are out of time, unfortunately, um, but I would love to have you come back on the show and uh, tell us more about your experiences uh, with, you know, talking to spirits, uh, other locations. And uh, please, by all means, invite Mackie to come onto the show. Yeah. Uh, I think it would be great to have her on the show as well. Amanda, this has truly been a lot of spooky fun, and I personally can't wait to watch more of your spooky adventures, you and um, and Mackie, or I should say the spooky booze. Um, I, I'm sorry we, did, we ran out of time because I wanted to talk more about the spooky booze and how it came up, but we'll definitely come back to that for sure. We could talk about it for hours, I yes. swear. It's, it's hard when you're like <laughs> passionate about this stuff, but yeah. luckily I'm not too far from you. Oh, oh great. Wonderful. Wonderful. Um, so real quick, before we end the show, uh, could you let our bats and ghouls know where they can follow you? you to watch uh, you interact with beyond and more um i would say probably the best place if you're into the spooky stuff is on my youtube channel that i Wonderful. have with mackie so search mackie and amanda and we will be the first ones to pop up and then if you kind of want to see more of my personal story and what i've experienced um i'm amanda ray official r-a-y-e official on all platforms. Awesome. Wonderful. Oh, this was great. All right. Well, I believe that is all the time we have for this episode. Uh, if you like what you heard here, be sure to tune into any of our previous episodes, which you can find on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, and of course, Amazon Music. Also, give us a follow on both of our social media pages, Facebook at PodParanormal87, Instagram at VoidPodcast18. Uh, you can also visit our website, IntoTheVoidPod.com, to check out all our latest in-studio picks and more. Did you know we have a channel? Well, be sure to like and subscribe to our YouTube channel, Into the Void Podcast. And before I forget, Bats and Ghouls, check out our show store on Etsy. That's right. You can be the proud owner of some amazing Into the Void memorabilia. From mugs, t-shirts, pillows, and more, you can find it all in our store. Visit Etsy.com and search Into the Void Shop Store. That's Into the Void Shop Store. 
Well, once again, a big thank you to Amanda Ray for joining me on this episode. Amanda, thank you. This was spooky fun. Um, definitely. I think this is probably like the top Halloween show that we've had so far. So thank you so much for sharing. Thank you for having me on. No, <laughs> Halloween's my favorite. And this is something that I've lived with my whole life. So to get to come on to a platform like this and share it with other people who are interested is just, I feel so lucky. Oh, that's great. That is wonderful. This has been such a great episode. And speaking of episodes, Bats and Ghouls, this was the final episode of the season. And, you know, I just would like to say thank you to all our Bats and Ghouls. You have made this show so special uh, to myself and the team. A big thank you to the team also and all the hard work that they have put into this season. Uh, as we all experienced this year, the pandemic has taken a real toll on all our lives. But you, Bats and Ghouls, have made this season amazing. Uh, it's been fun and just all around spooktacular. I mean it. Thank you so much from all of us here at Into the Void for making this show just what it what it is and helping us grow. All right, bats and ghouls. Well, I have got to give the Wolfman a flea bath. So until then, I'm G-Man, and I want to thank you for falling with me into the void. Mm-hmm.